Calling in all entrepreneurs, lightworkers, starseeds who are here ready to make impact, more money on this earth and shift to the fifth dimension. Are you ready to ascend? Welcome to another incredible episode of the Ascension Codes podcast. My name is Natalie Patterson and I'm here with the most fucking amazing legend. I met this guy a few weeks ago at Gary Vee and we vibed so hard. I was like, oh my God, you have to come on my podcast. He is a wizard around money. So Lloyd Ross, Lloyd James Ross, welcome to the podcast. Hey, Nat, what's up? What's Good to up? Be I'm so excited for this. I was really looking forward to this this week. What a great way to spend a Friday afternoon. Yay, hanging out here so in this cool. amazing studio you put together. Yeah. And uh, yeah. talking about Ascension. Yes, thank you so much for coming. So, for, for those of you who don't know who you are, Lloyd, who are you? What do you do? And what is the divine being that you are here to serve, do on this earth? So, I'm from the Gold Coast, actually. Oh, yeah. Like, well, I'm, I was born in town, but I really grew up. I moved here when I was three, yeah, right? Cool. Thankfully, my parents came with me. So that was helpful. Thank God. Thank God for that. So we moved here when I was three. And I, I grew up here, went to school here, I went to university here. Yeah. But what's interesting about when I graduated school, as you would know, is that we didn't graduate into the world we are today. Yeah. And 23 years have gone by since I left school. Mm. And so all of the opportunity that's available to people now for entrepreneurship and online, yes. if this had been around then, I'd have sunk my teeth into it. Yeah. But there was nothing like this. So you either mm. had to go to uni or get a trade. Yep. So I went to university and... Um, my dad actually didn't go to university mm. and he was a multi, multi-millionaire at 28, a wow. beast. I can't even get into the story that he's had. It's incredible, right? Wow. But he didn't go to uni. Wow. So what's interesting I need to, is- I need to interview your dad. Yeah, you should. You I come should. down and do it. Definitely. He'd be awesome. He, he's a yeah. beast. He's, he's a- is he, is he funny as fuck as well? He's just a boss. Yeah, so anyway, cool. getting getting to the, the crux of this part of it is that he was like, go to university. Like mm. he's a really influential guy too. So I was like, you know- he was the wealthiest dude I knew too, mm. right? Wow, so I was how like, cool to grow oh, I better, that. I better listen to this. Yeah. Anyway, so went to university. I did biomedical science, which is pre-med. Finished, wow. went overseas, came back, did an MBA when wow. I was 20. Finished, got my real estate license, worked for Ray White with Andrew and Greg Bell here in Service Paradise. Wow. Then went and did a law degree and became a lawyer. You are Bang, 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 right? Bang, bang, and I'm 23. I've been yeah. to the Supreme Court as a lawyer. All that education behind me mm. and uh, some sales skills. But I then... Um, I didn't get into law. Mm. <laughs> I had a personality clash. Did ya? Yeah, I did. So no I didn't. Way. I was like, oh, God, I, I shouldn't have even gone to uni. I wasn't even built for that. Although yeah. I could focus and study, right? Mm. I didn't know what I wanted to be when I grew up. Mm. So, so I went overseas and worked for the largest developer in the world. Wow. Landed a gig. Mm-hmm. It was 2008. What was it doing? It was doing. I was working as an assistant project manager on the Formula One circuit in Abu yeah, Dhabi, right. the Ferrari World theme park and the hotels on the on the largest, what, the sixth largest project in the world, Yas Island. Wow. Yeah, wow. I was a young guy, 23, going to this island, yeah. like just green and just went for it. And and, yeah. and I had a good mentor. It was it was great, but I was driving to and from work three hours mm. a day. So I was like, oh, man, I can't do this. Like, this is brutal, yeah. right? No podcast back then, was there? No, there was no podcast. No. There was audio books. So I remember okay. chucking on audiobooks in the yeah. car, right? And I'm, right. I'm, I'm, I hired this Toyota Yaris, didn't buy any cars, didn't yep. spend any money. Cool. Because I'd read some books when I was younger. My, my grade 11 English teacher, Mr. Barber, said, go and read these two books before you leave school. Wow. And I read them because I was open and coachable to learning about money. I right. knew it was important. I was of like, course. Out, we need to learn about money. So yeah. I read The Richest Man in Babylon and Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Wow. Right? So here, it's this though, right? So intuition, spirit guides, whatever you want to call it, potentially intervened and gave you those books. Yeah. 100%. You spiritual being you. 100%. Wow. But you know, well, how many boys in that class listened and did it? 
Exactly. I don't know. Actually, guys, last night I had Lloyd on coaching my one of the entrepreneur group containers that I run and he actually mentioned that I think what was the specifics that two percent of the population of what you say something to actually do something yeah yeah Yeah. it's like the one percent club so the one percent club so maybe one percent three guys in the club oh that's ten percent maybe no one did (laughs) yeah maybe no one did I don't know just you so so I read these books and I was like how do I make money though okay and so the reason I'm telling you that is because Mm. when I was in this job I did save money yeah right. I didn't go buy a Ferrari I didn't go like I didn't spend it. I didn't buy it. I, did, I just saved the cash and was yeah, ready cool. to invest. Anyway, so I was listening to uh, audio books in the car. I was like, get me out of this rat race. Yeah, fucking three hours a day is yeah. a long time. So, so I listened to Tim Ferriss's four-hour work week. Wow. I was like, I want a four-hour flipping work week. Yeah, So nice. I, I started thinking about it and I resigned from my job. Yep. The only reason I could resign is because I had money because mm. I saved. All the other people didn't have any well, cash. Yeah. So they were golden handcuffed for yeah, the job. Right. So I was like, money can buy happiness. Oh, so I was like, get me out, right? Resigned, went, came into property and was in property marketing and sales and rebuilt our family business back up with my old man, actually. Wow. It was amazing. It was cool. a, it was the most hectic business experience of my life. Wow. And how long did you do that for? Seven years. Yeah, wow. What was your most challenging time that you went through whilst you were there? All of it. All of it. The, wow. Yeah, we re- literally rebuilt it from zero. Mm, right? Wow. Together. And uh, that was, just, it was just gnarly. It was just divesting or, or, or bringing a business from a lot of overhead down to zero, then back up with digital marketing was the actual experience. Wow. And doing it with other things happening that I won't get into that just was majorly difficult. Yeah, right. Anyway, bottom line is, you know, when you're going through, like there's this one moment where we had to move offices and we had to do some deals to make the security deposit to pay for the office bond yeah, right. to then move the staff in and we're having like meetings in the cap. Like it was, it was brutal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so... I remember going away in a Mackay once and I was doing like sales. So like face-to-face sales in people's houses in the office, just they so come in selling and specifically? selling property, oh, right. property investments, Sorry, property, okay. right? Basically. And so selling property was, I came into it at 28, no experience. Right. And I remember sitting there watching my dad, watching my dad, watching my dad. And then I'd, for six months mm. and I'd see a client, lose, see a client, not get a sale, see a client, not get a sale. Six months, didn't get a sale. Yeah, right. And because I had the cash previously that I'd saved up, I could fund my way into it because it was yeah, commission only. Yeah. Anyway, we're doing that plus rebuilding the business at the same time. Right. So it was like hustle, hustle, hustle. Yeah. And I get to learn from my dad the craft of sales. And Mm. he was like the number one insurance salesman in the world for National Mutual in 1992. So he's a beast. So I get to learn from him, right? So I was there to learn too from him as well as rebuild with him. Yeah. And so as we're doing that, I remember going to Mackay once and had like 12 in-home appointments to go Mm. into someone's house, build rapport, trust, and sell them a half million dollar house. Wow in two hours and leave and I had nice. 12 appointments set up mm-hmm. so I flew there and I came back and I had done zero sales fuck no at that money. point where you were like oh my god no I was like I pity the f- next like I'm gonna get a Pitiful. deal right it's just like there is no other choice right but it's just this feeling of like oh is this gonna so what's fascinating about success is that in those moments where you don't make money yeah you come away with skills and lessons yeah nice. and people say well how do I learn how to sell I'm like well you really don't want to know yeah. Because you got, you're not, you you got to go and do the work, right? There's no better experience yeah. than actually going and doing the job and actually embodying 100%. it. 100%. Totally. Yeah. So it was like that where you learn your craft. I mean, yep. the Beatles played, I think it was like 2,000 gigs in pubs mm. in the UK before they were discovered. Yeah, right. And they just continued, right? Yeah, so go like, get the gigs. Yeah. So I was doing the gig. I wasn't making any money, but eventually I did. And then I did it more. And then I did yep. more. Than I, and eventually the business was 
became successful again because we redeployed the marketing yep. and now it's just it's kicking ass. But at that point in time, what happened to me was my sister got me involved in network marketing. Yes. And network marketing has got a, a, a checkered past and it's got, yes. you know, some people succeed, some like anything. But I... I didn't know anyone that had, had any success, mm. but when I started, I was like, I love this. Yeah. This is fun. Yeah. Went to an event, enjoyed it. I was like, this is cool. And I yeah. can build a scalable like subscription business part-time from my phone in between my appointments in my property business. So I had right. a second business, chuck it in. It was fun yep. and it was good for the world, good for people. Yeah, right? great. Awesome. So then what I did was got it to a point where we scaled it, where it was starting to like compete with the property business. And I'm like, this is global worldwide where it gets me on airplanes and goes make... Fuck can, yeah. Like it was gnarly. It was big and yes. juicy. Yeah. So I actually had a conversation with my dad, which is a very uncomfortable conversation yep. to actually leave the family, like the business we built to go and chase this. Yes. So I did had that, un like success is a series of uncomfortable conversations. Yes. Oh my goodness. I'm again, I love this a lot. Isn't it? Yeah, it is. An uncomfortable conversation with yourself. Yep. Then you have a war in your head about it for six months. Yeah. And then you actually have the conversation and you're like shit in your pants. Lord. Right. And then yeah, you get absolutely. through it and then you get to grow. Yeah. And what's fascinating is that his business did better from there too. Mm. And so did out. Like, yeah. so it, it always works out. Right. And so that's when we went full-time network marketing. Now, what happened was tremendous success, became a seven figure owner in the industry, right training down. all over the world, getting right free trips. It was, it was, it was the epitome of success in network marketing. Right. With my wife, Alicia mm -hmm. did it together. It's amazing. Yeah. We're now nine years into that business, nine and a half years. Right. What you work out is you can't do it full time. It's a leveraged business model. Yeah. Which is why it's so good. Yeah. So I'm a I'm a builder of things. I like mm. I love business. I love building things. I love people. I love yeah. selling. I love marketing. I just love it. Yeah. And in the background while this was happening, I was since being in Dubai and living there, which is where I met my wife actually, mm. we migrated back to Australia to get into the property business and network marketing. Mm -hmm. And while that was happening, I was always putting away money. Yeah. And I was always investing in shares. Right. Because I'd read some books about investing and I'd done the CFA charter, which is the hardest exam on Wall Street while I was in Dubai. So while I was working in my job, I was studying weekends during the week and on my annual leave when my friends were partying in Brazil, my roommates. Wow. And I was studying for the CFA charter. Mm. Guys, are you getting a fucking load of this? Like, you're amazing. <laughs> Lloyd, you're amazing. I don't think I was pretty dumb because this I was spending great. all my ambition on stuff that wasn't producing money. But anyway. Right. So I did this thing. Now this thing, just so you know, Tell you me. can go Google CFA charter. Okay. It's a six hour closed book exam on mm. all of the topics of finance, equities, derivatives, bonds, options, uh, financial Fuck state analysis, business smart. statistics, maths, right? Mm. So I do all this self-study Yep. and it took me two goes to pass the first level. Yeah, so right. it's, a, it's only offered once a year. Oh my goodness. Once a year. You are so committed. So it's the tenacity that you have to continuously go and go and go. <laughs> Brutal. Fucking well done. Brutal. Yeah. Anyway, I passed the two levels. Their yep. pass rate's 30%. Yep. So you don't get only 30% of people pass. Okay. Then I went to the level two, did it again. Then I got to level three to yep. finish it. And there's only like 150,000 people worldwide with the CFA designation. And it's the highest oh finance degree you can get. Fuck that. I didn't, I, I didn't get it. Snacks, I all the things. Because I left at oh. level three to pursue network marketing. Oh, Lloyd. And so what happens when you go through those shifts in success is you have to lose part of your identity because my identity right. is I finish what I start. I literally, I shit you not, I just filmed an episode about identity. Oh, there you go. Synchronicity, guys. Sometimes you got to like change your Like I'm a guy that finishes stuff. Absolutely. And then to go and actually build a successful business, I had to give it away. Yeah. And formal education is not the way. Mm. 
It's just not. That's just not the path to happiness. Mm. And I can say that because I dare say I'm probably the most educated person in Australia, yeah. formally. Yeah. I actually don't know anyone that has all those degrees I have. Yeah, right. You know, I just don't know anyone. I don't know anyone either. So I think it's like I get to I get to smack it around a bit and yeah, say, yeah. hang on a sec, it doesn't actually get you to where you want to go. Yeah. And I know that a lot of young people see that now, but when mm. I was growing up, there was no actual like YouTube where you can learn this and yeah. go to an Alibaba and scalp. Like, none of that. None of that stuff, none right? And so not even social media existed back then. Mm. So I was glad that eventually I figured out that that's not the path. Yeah. So self-education is the path, yeah. right? What does Jim Rohn say? He says that formal education will make you a living. Mm. Self-education will make you a fortune. Mm. So anyway, COVID hits mm. and our network marketing business thrives. Amazing. Right? Yeah. Which is amazing. amazing. It's set it up to scale yeah. online, which is cool. I had some like Niggling more stuff pacing. to do, yeah. right? Some yeah. like ambition. Mm. Like, what else can I do? And I had this idea, I want to get a second business, mm. right? And so what's fascinating about the world and how it works and spirituality and mm -hmm. so forth is people walk into your life mm. for a, uh, what is it? A reason, a season, a season or a lifetime. lifetime. Yep. And so I'm, I'm on stage mm. at, an, at, at a network marketing event, mm -hmm. the biggest event of the year in Australia. Yep like four or 5,000 people, I'm doing like this partial keynote talk there. Mm. And I get awarded this award, Man of the Year yep. for the company, which is a huge Amazing. pinnacle moment for me in that industry. Well done. And as that happened, there was a guy in the audience mm -hmm. who happened to be in the company and be in the business and he saw it. Mm. And it turns out he was a guy who was, he was running this program called Fight Like a Pro. Right. And he's at the, um, he just got inducted to the Queensland Boxing Hall of Fame. He was cool. the Australian champion. Wow. And he was also number ranked number 12th in the world. Mm. Anyway, his name's Gavin Top. Mm -hmm. And so he was in the audience and he messaged me yeah. like a few months after that and said, hey, it's Gavin, saw your talk, would love to catch up, mm. catch up with him. Long story short, he shows me his Fight Like a Pro program, Yeah. right, that he used to do. Yep. And it's where you train for 10 weeks and go and have a boxing fight. Right. And so previous to that in 2016, uh, for, as part of our business, I went and competed in bodybuilding and won my first bodybuilding competition. Fuck yes. Right? Which yeah. is cool. Yeah. So I was kind of like no stranger to dedication, discipline, uh, success, yeah, right? Sounds like it. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, and he challenged me. He's like, would you want to do this? I'm like, yes. I'm, I'm, I'm put in. Me in coach, Let's go. Right? So I trained for this thing, do the yep. fight, won the first fight. Mm -hmm. It was an amazing experience, but I Fuck stayed it. training with him because it was hard. So I stayed right. sparring at his house and I became really good, great friends with him. Yeah. He's one of my best friends. And so here's this spirit guide. I didn't know it was a spirit guide. Oh my God, guys. Are you buckling in? Tell us a spiritual story. Go so, on. So here's what happens, right? So it, for me to get some sort of spiritual guidance, Love. there has to be someone who's quite unique who I yeah. respect and admire. Mm. But not just respect and admire from a spiritual woo-woo sense, yeah, yeah. but someone who I... Can follow, there's right? commitment. There's, yeah. there's something. Yeah, it's else. not many people I go. Yeah, I'm gonna, you know, listen to you. It's yeah, not because yeah. okay. most people are, are a bit of a letdown. Because right. like, oh, I thought you were this, now you this. Okay. And so I'm, I'm, I'm assessing whether I can trust this man. Yeah, just get into, you know. And so it's, a, it's a friendship that's built over time. Now, what happened was, when we're training together, mm -hmm. I'd already got so much value by being with him through the program and stuff, right? Yeah. And he said, I, I was at training one day with some of the guys. And I was teaching him about money. Mm. And he goes, man, you're so good at this, <laughs> teaching. 
and the money stuff. I'm like, isn't everyone? Yeah. And I didn't, you don't realize that your background, you're unique. Your yeah. background is yours and you yeah. have all these gifts and talents and what's called unfair advantages mm. that not everyone has. Nice. Right. So you've got unfair advantages yeah. that I don't have. And so forth. So he said, and I was like, oh, and it takes a friend or a mentor to show you those things. Yeah, totally. So he said, he said in front of all the guys, he said, you're going to write a book yeah. and you're going to do it in four weeks. Wow. I'm like, okay. Right. Accountability. Yeah. Nice. Belief. Yeah. So forth. So I write this book, Money Grows on Trees. Now it didn't take four weeks. It took 20 years. Right. Because all the stuff in it, all the stuff in it. It's 20 years old. Oh my God. Brilliant. Right? Brilliant. It's 20 years old. Yeah. So I write this book and his son helped me, you know, bring it to life and scale it and so mm. forth and, and, and build this funnel. And so we cool. did it, right? It was yeah. fun. And it was, it was fun. It was mm. just cause it was a little side project yeah. during COVID where everyone else was like hiding. We're out there in the studio yeah, yeah. trying to like get through it. Right. And, um, we launch it in mm. COVID and, uh, it was a success well by and large. Right. Mm -hmm. And. It was a success because we failed through it. Yeah. <laughs> and and so then, because I was hanging around that, you know, with Gavin Moore and we keep talking about it, mm. he wrote a second book. He encouraged me to write a second book. Right. And for some reason, I was on podcasts for the book. So right. that was my introduction to podcasts yeah, because cool. I didn't listen to them. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Who listens to podcasts? It's so like, why don't you just listen to an audio book? Yeah, anyway, yeah. now I know why, obviously. Yeah, okay. So Gary Vee's like, start a podcast. I'm like, oh. And a guy had me on his show. Yeah. He goes, Lloyd, why don't you start a flipping podcast? I'm like, I don't oh. want to do the studio thing. And blah, blah, blah. I'm doing other stuff. Yeah, yeah. And so I ended up starting a podcast, Money Grows on Trees, Absolutely. right? In COVID, mm. after the book launch. Mm. And went for, I think we've done 100 and, 120, 130, I don't know how well many done, episodes, right? Well done, And we got an award for it. We've got a 105-star review. It's a Fuck very yeah. successful podcast. Right. Anyway... What happened was we launched our newest book, Money Buys Happiness, off the mm. back of the success we've had, yeah. telling this whole story that I'm telling you. Yes. Great. Right? Yes. And so what's fascinating is we wrote that after we, we, we our, well, we actually wrote our first book after the, our share portfolio went past seven figures. Well done. So this thing's happening in the background. So I'm trying to piece all this together in these lessons and compile them and encapsulate them yes. in this book. Yeah. And we go and build this financial education business, mm. right? Fuck yeah. And we scoured it. Like within that. two years beyond, we just won a two comma club award with uh, ClickFunnels. Yes. Well because done. of this education mm. business. Because what I learned mm. was see on your journey, you learn what people need. Yeah. So in the network marketing industry, I, I realized people didn't have the financial knowledge that I had mm. and they didn't have the financial behavior. They didn't have all the things they needed to actually just not make money, yeah. but keep yes. it and grow it. Yep. So that's what I put in the book because I felt that's what the world needed. Yeah, absolutely. And so that's why we created this successful financial education business because it was, it was, it was meeting the need, yeah. right? And so that's been a success. But the reason I'm talking about Gavin as a spirit guide is because mm. on the journey, yeah, he reawakens this uh, my Christianity, like yes, my my beautiful. the element of spirit that's in me and mm -hmm. the, and the spiritual gifts that I have that I didn't realize. Yeah. Because it's God led. It's, it's, Spirit it just led. is. Yeah, because just is. how do you come up with ideas? Yeah. And why are they your ideas? Yeah. Why don't you come up with them? Yeah. Because you have these gifts that are yours. Yeah. Right? Totally. And so, Gavin, because he's a fighter mm. and he's not a typical, he just doesn't come across as that spiritual guy. He's a tough guy. Yeah. Yeah. He's tough. He's disciplined. He's a fighter. Fully he's masculine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very masculine. Because right, right. he teaches men how to be men. Right. Right. And so, he's my, he's this, masculine spiritual guide yeah and yeah. at that point i was masculine guy yeah, yeah but there's yeah. still elements of that 
which you were undeveloped in that area. Yes. And he was the one that brought him out. Wow. Right? But so he brings him out. And while, I, while he said he said to me, now you've done this, why don't you do it, run an ultra marathon? Just for fun. So fuck here you so go. So we step up to the plate and we train for this 100 kilometer, 111 kilometer ultra marathon wow. called the Guzzler in Brisbane. This is okay. about three years ago. Okay. And incidentally, my Gavin was training with us, his daughter, my wife, and her sister. Wow. So we're going on this mission together. Yeah. Anyway, we're, Let's go. We're, tr we're, we're training. We're doing 70 kilometers a week. Right. Training for this ultra marathon. Mm. So getting up on a Sunday morning at four, going to the hills in Narang and walking these hills, 35 wow. kilometers, boom, boom, boom. And we're doing this training and on the hills. So fit. His daughter says to my wife, mm. who was atheist at the time, why don't you come to Glow and have a look at, the, at church? Yeah. Because yeah. Gavin was trying to get me to go. I was like, oh, yeah. Mm. Right? B little bits at a time. Yeah. And so my wife says, okay. So we go along. Cute. And then over time, she gets baptized. She starts understanding right. the walk with Je like walk with God, walk with Jesus. She's starting to, and my whole Christian belief and and spiritual life, I want to say, really, yeah. is coming alive again. Wow. Right. Beautiful. So we do that together. But what's fascinating is that all of the the the, the principles that I've been following, yeah, it's all like. It's all connected, right? It's all right? biblical. It's all principles. It's it's, pro it's Proverbs driven. It's King Solomon. It's, I mean, the stuff that we do to have success in our lives, spiritually, in relationships, financially, in our health. And so yeah. is all that. Yeah. It's not new. Yep. It's just that I didn't realize. Mm. So now I'm understanding all of that. I, I have more of an element of that in me. I'm not, we're all on a scale of faith. Yeah. Right? Always. And so we're not, some the devil, so, you know, the, it's like extreme ends, but yes. we're all in this, some element of the faith journey. Yes. Right. Yeah. Even if we don't know it's there mm. because we're kind of, we're spiritual beings. Absolutely. We're actually spiritual beings with a physical body that's attached. Oh my God. I always say this and I always say we're spiritual beings having a human experience. Yes. We've been here so many totally. times, right? Yeah. And so it's like the soul's recognition of knowing what we're here to do. And it's yeah. like, you've been able to follow that time and time again. And so. Well done. That's kind of how I, and now I'm more thoughtful about mm. being open to spiritual guidance, yes. in, in, whether it's the universe, God, walking with principles of Jesus, whatever it is, right? Yeah. Anyone. If mm. someone says to me, I'm clever, like if, if we're on a piece of rock yep. hurtling around the sun at like tens of thousands of like, kilometers a second. What does that mean? If we can do, if that's happening and we're here, anything's flipping possible. Anything. Right? It's yep. wild. So and I was, I was looking the other day and my background is science. So I understand mm. physics and mm. you know, to a small level of physics. Okay. But what's fascinating is the elements that, that make us up, right? I think there's like a table of elements. There's 190, 150 table, there's elements, right? Mm. That make up effectively yeah. the world. Yeah. And so the same elements that are in stars, I think it's carbon, hydrogen, might be helium and hydrogen, hydrogen, carbon, there's four. Main okay, ones. I can't right. think of the other one. I have no idea. So this is great. Anyway, so those elements yes. make up the stars in right. the sky. So if you look at what's in a star, mm. it's primarily those elements. Mm. And guess what the same elements are in us? The same. The same. So would it be oxygen or no? Could That's be. just what could, we actually... Could, could be. Ingest. Could be. Could Interesting. be. But it's definitely carbon, wow. hydrogen, and two others. It could be oxygen and another. But so if you look at, if you look at the core, they're, they're like the four core elements, wow. right? And so those elements make up the stars. Wow. We are pieces of stars. Get this. You listen to Brian Cox a bit. He says, <laughs> if you unpack it, because we're from the universe, yes. 
We don't look up the stars and say, wow, the stars, we're looking up at ourselves. We're pieces of that. But we are an experiment by the universe for the purpose of exploring itself. This is literally like my big teachings on this earth, Lloyd. And I do you have you ever heard much about star seeds? Have you ever looked into star seeds? No, I don't know. It does. It's not familiar with me. Okay, so yeah. prior to me being Natalie Patterson coaching, I actually owned a business called Starseed Society with the intention of awakening all the star seeds to build a society. When I first got into my spiritual development, I started researching like, why the fuck am I on this earth? Like, if we're literally, I used to say this to myself all the time. We're literally just floating around in the universe on an earth and we, we're like in a meat suit. Like, what is the purpose of this reality? Like, why are we yeah. here? Yeah. Right. And I keep yeah. thinking this over and over and over again. And I'd have all these, try and have all these conversations with people like, why are we here? Why are you here? Why do you think we're on earth? Like, why do you think we're a human? Have, do you remember your past lives? And I was fascinated by wanting to understand the human experience. And so... Then I started doing some research and I found star seeds. Now there are 24 star seed races in the universe, right? Different dimensions, different realms, and different star seed races are connected into all of us. Like we, we are star seeds that have come to Earth. This is my belief system, right? I believe that before we chose to come to Earth, we signed a contract with our spirit guides, our team, whatever it might be up there. Mm. And we come down to earth and we're like, right. So you you came down to earth, you're like, right, I'm going to teach you the word about money. And you just like sign this contract. Like, yeah, okay. You put your little fucking suitcase on, suitcase, backpack. And you like come down to earth, at your mum. And then you're like, right, you're born into earth. And then you've got to go through your life, picking up the pieces, realizing that you're actually here to have a bigger mission, a bigger purpose on this earth because you're a starseed. And when this landed for me, I was like. Like a seed of consciousness, oh like your spirit. Well, it's effectively they are they are be- beings or we are beings that have come from different star systems, star races, star councils. So Ooh. I am a Syrian star seed. So there are Syrian, there are two Syrian um, Sirius is stars. I'm sure you probably know that. And there is within the dimensions there are so many different Syrian collectives. And so. My lifetime prior to this was actually a Syrian. So I've chosen to come to Earth right now at this time to actually help Earth. And actually, when I talk to the Syrian collective, they have actually told me that I'm an ambassador for the Syrian collective on Earth at this time in this consciousness. It's amazing. Oh my God, it's pretty cool, eh? Yeah, it's very cool. Yeah. So then the whole, my whole teaching is about star seeds awakening to their true potential of who they truly are. So good. Oh my God. It's yeah. So cool. But you know how many people are walking around without any idea and any idea of their, yeah, you know, their true potential their true purpose. and purpose. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like, like most, it's really interesting because there's this saying in the beginning, we build our, uh, in the beginning, we shape our buildings mm, nice. and in the end, our buildings shape us. Oh Lloyd, Lloyd, so Lloyd. So you think about how society works now, mm. we're all being shaped by it as it has become. But yes. in the very beginning, it would have been us shaping it. Yeah. And we would have had a lot more free-flowing, creativeness. It just would have been so less robotic, less automated, mm. and less beaten up. And I think mm. people are walking around in the paradigm of, I'm just, uh, they're stuck in the matrix, so They're to stuck speak, in the matrix, right? that's right. And they're fully asleep to yeah. what's going on around them. Yeah, totally. And this is why I think that- Even on a small scale. Yeah. The, the star seeds are that are here to actually wake up. Like you think about how many beautiful people you come into contact now that are fucking awake, that are really truly here doing their mission. However, like you mentioned before, 
some of them are only playing at like a 10% or a 20%. Yes. Yeah. And even I know myself, you know, I've only been really on this entrepreneurial journey for the last year and nine months in this exact business. Yes, I've been a business owner for the last like six, seven years. However, really, truly in the self-development world for the last like year and nine months. And still now I'm like, fuck, I'm playing small. You know, there's so many things that I could do to move the needle to get to another bigger picture. Like even you say, you, you talking about creating the book and I was like fuck I need to write a book literally all day today I've been like I need to write a book and then even now you're talking about it is inspiring me even more I'm like I need to fucking write a book well, he, like this is the piece well you, know? you, you you leverage certain tools yes. and and Makes systems sense. and talents and people mm. to scale your message mm. like like I really truly believe also too in modeling people and like you model people who are already successful, see sure. what they've done and you sure. are some you are someone who is great to model. And the more the more I get to know you, the more I spend time with you, I'm like, fuck, he's done incredible things. God, you've done some fucking cool stuff, man. <laughs> yeah, it's like, really interesting. I it's so cool. Yeah. David Goggins talks about um you read his book, Can't Hurt Me, David Goggins. No, I haven't actually. Anyway, he's he talks about person. the cookie jar. Right. And it's where you look back on your past at the hard things that seemingly were hard and mm. fairly rare that you've done that were challenging to you. Mm. And you can reach into the jar and pull out the cookies anytime you need them when you're in a hard Oof, spot. Nice. So anytime you do things that are challenging, you overcome them, you can you build up and you compound this resilience, you compound mm. this self-belief, you compound this confidence, yeah, right? And you compound skills and knowledge and nuances and, mm. and thoughts, right? So if you're compounding those challenging things, it's, you, you lay it on top of each other. Yeah. So eventually when you get to this pinnacle moment, mm. people look at it and go, oh, wow, you, and you go, well, I had to yeah. go through all that before I did this. Yeah, you know, like, I say to people and joke around, I had to get my head punched in in a boxing fight to meet someone who could help me do X, Y, Z. Yeah. yeah so I nice. really, really appreciate it. And I really, really respect it. And I really, really value it yeah, because cool. of what it took to get there. Mm. It's not like someone just gave me a referral. No. It's like, was, you had to play the game of life, yeah, right? So I think about it. I had to have the hard conversations with my dad and tap out of the CFA charter yep. to build a network marketing business, to actually be in the top percent of that, to be on the stage that day, Fuck to be yeah. presenting, to win man of the year, to yeah. then be asked by that guy, Gavin, who's my friend, yeah, to go to and do his and boxing, do to then stay with it, finish the fight, get fighter of the series and mm. get his attention, to then hang around him, to get an introduction to what could be the kind of book. Yeah. Like you think about all the things. The that, whole journey of it. It's yeah, like man, exhaust, well done. Like, oh. yeah. Right? So yeah, every man. successful endeavor you complete and do yep. will lead to an unlock another box. Yes. Did you ever play Crash Bandicoot when you were younger? Yeah, I did briefly. Okay. It was kind of like I was younger. so I mean, I was older. Oh, then, you were so. old. You were? Oh, yes, yes. I'm an oldie. There's a few years of difference in there. Yes. Yeah. So I always have this saying like, you know, we're here in a, potentially a simulation, right? We've got no fucking totally. idea what's yep. actually going on. 100%. And if we're playing <laughs> Crash Bandicoot, you know, you'd like run, you jump on a box, you get some apples and you keep leveling up. And it's just like yes. how how we go through life, how we grow through life is like consistently being able to get the apples, collect them, get on another fucking level and just yep. continue to evolve. Yes. And it's so cool. Well, evolution is like gives you this joy. Mm. And so I think people are very unhappy and anxious and stressed and sad. Yes. Not even sad. The matrix, but, though. But yeah, yeah. it's just because they're not, like... They're not Tony, fulfilling their purpose, though, right? Well, well Tony Robbins says that... The, the, he talks about the art of happiness. Yeah. He says it's... The, is it, or the, 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 the secret to happiness. Mm. And he said the secret to happiness is achievement and fulfillment. Mm. So it's like achieving things that fulfill you. Yeah. And so I think it's, it's so simple. It is, but we're so, so stuck simple. in these paradigms and these society prisons of mm. 
what will people think of me if I leave my secure job? What will they think of me if I don't buy a house straight away? Yeah. What will they think of me if I don't have kids? What will they... Everything is this... We're bound by the buildings that I was talking about before. Yes. We're bound by okay. them and they were just like this. Whereas I don't think I've been bound by them because I'm a mm. contrarian. Nice. I love doing the opposite of what people do. because Same. This I is like probably to kind of like... Along. I like to... Fucking go against the things. grain. Yeah, me yeah, too. Yeah, I'm an irritator. I like to... Yeah, you know? I like to disrupt yeah. the mind, yeah. right? Me too. I like to because I often think of my mortality mm. and I'm just like, we're here for a flipping, not a long time, but yeah. a short time and an interesting time. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to I'm gonna test things and push things. Yeah, yeah. I think so. And there's obviously shit. people that do it at a greater level, like, like Andrew Tate does it at a greater level. And he's worked the game out. He's like, he's an agitator. Yeah. And he agitates. It's him. that polarity, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. And he's just, if you probably hang out with him in, in privately with that. He's probably really chill. Yeah, because yeah. he's worked out the game. And the game is, yeah. I will get more attention if I'm polarizing. Yeah, if that's... I get more attention, I can leave my message on the earth more, mm. and, and leave a legacy. Yeah. But it takes a lot of balls to do that because you get attacked. Mm. And I think of someone when I think of this, and this is not a political podcast or we're not going to, but it's be all of you, mate. It's like, I think Donald Trump is one of the toughest mentally resilient people in the world. Absolutely. He has got shit on yeah. more than any human being I can think of in yeah. the past probably 50 years since maybe... Martin Luther King, or maybe, yeah, maybe Hitler, but but it, but in in a way where he's disrupting. Yeah. So like Martin Luther King got assassinated. Mm. Or the great presidents like JFK got assassinated. Yeah. Like if you start shifting, shifting the this. matrix yeah. out of bounds, bad shit happens. And so Andrew Tate talks about that. And yeah. Donald Trump. Now I like them because they're tough. Yeah. I like them because they don't care what people think. Yeah. I respect them for those things. Yeah, it's resilience. Isn't yeah, it? you don't have to love them or you know share the same value, but I respect them. Mm. And so when it comes to people stepping out of the box, yeah, that's courage. That's courage. People don't have the courage. They don't yeah. have the courage to jump on a podcast and talk into it. Yeah. They don't have the courage to do a Facebook ad. They don't because yeah. when you do Facebook ads, you just get slammed. Yeah. You yeah. Just, you put yourself up on a parapet and you get hammered every day. Mm. I'll get hate. A friend of mine said, uh, I said, I prayed a, pra I prayed a prayer. I prayed a prayer, yeah. I said, nice. God, please give me more haters. Because I knew if I had more haters, my message was getting bigger. And he said, that was a stupid prayer to pray, wasn't it? Because it happens. In a good way, you have to understand you're going to get 30, 40% of people not liking you for no reason. Yeah. Like people watch this, right? And they listen yeah. to us and hear, are people, or, all, all these people in a half. Us. Maybe, maybe, maybe not. Maybe they But irrespective, you're going to get judged. Right? Yeah. But in, you know what? I always think about this. Tell me all about... Your great, 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 great grandfather. Go. Uh, uh, uh. Right. Of course. So in the next, call it 200 years, mm -hmm. you and I will be forgotten by history. Yeah. So who gives a fucking just make the most yes, of it while you're here? exactly. Yes, guys. So question your mortality on a daily basis yep. and understand that you are a spiritual being here on, a, on, on, a, on an exploration. You're here to explore. You're here to enjoy. You're here mm. to um, go through all of the emotions of anger, sadness, despair, hopelessness, mm. Success, achievement, joy. It's part of the experience. Yeah. And so enjoy it while it's here. Yeah. yeah and this. people get hung up on like, what if this? What if that? And and I was talking to my crew yesterday. I've got this mentorship program, my main program I have that people mm. come through and get mentored in the in the five steps to millions in my book. Nice. The five key elements of building success in finance and money and, mm. and in life, right? When we talk about all sorts of stuff. Mm. And I think it was one of them I said, it might have been on a discovery call I had with one of them when they start. I said, you know, at the end of the day mm. and at the end of your life, at the end of the game, I said, mm. the king and the pawn go back in the same wooden box. They do. Yeah, so people get hang up on this. Yeah. I'm like, 
We're all going in the same wooden box yeah. down there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who cares? Just make the most. Go of it play the game here. how you want to play the game. Just play the game. Yeah. Right. Nice. So anyway, there's some of my amazing. Some of my backstory. So Lloyd, tell me, what has been one of your biggest spiritual experiences that you've ever had? I think Gavin being sent. Mm. He's an evangelist. Okay. And what does him, evangelist mean? Like someone who spreads the word. The of good word. What? word of, of life. God, life, spiritual evangelist. gifts. Right? An evangelist, yeah. Oh, that's a great so, word. So he he was he's a spirit guide for me. Yeah. As a boxer. Mm. And that just suits me. Because mm. he has Do you to, still box with him now? I just did I just did a podcast. I dropped the podcast. Yeah. Probably two weeks ago. Right. And it's called it was called what was the title of it? 40 rounds for my 40th. Oh, nice. So he's such a good spirit guide. He pushes me and we've had some adventures together. And every yep. time he pushes me, like the 100 kilometer ultra, mm. the boxing fight, this, that. Another one was on my 40th birthday, which is only a month ago. Yeah. He Happy said, right oh, thank you. For my 40th, for your 40th, you know what's going to happen. And I know you hang around the boxing community long enough. You know on your birthday you do the amount of rounds that your birthday is. Wow. So he said, come on, 40 rounds. I'll get five blokes out there and we'll do 40 rounds for your birthday. Yeah, right. So that for me was 40, thankfully one minute rounds. And boxing is usually two to three minutes, but right. it's it's one minute. Right. But we're doing 40 consecutive rounds. So I'll do 40 consecutive wow. rounds. Yep. No rest. Wow. That's 40 minutes, Nat. Mm. With fresh guys. So they're coming out fresh. Fucked? That would be an understatement. Yeah, right. And on the going down to Gavin's house... In the car. Yeah. You can imagine what that's like to yeah. hit. It's brutal. It's like, brutal. Like, it's brutal. I can't even begin to tell you how horrible it is as an experience when you're in there. Okay. Yeah. And I knew this. Okay. And then you start to think of ways to tap out and yeah. excuses. And this, yeah, this is, this like, is the mental game, right? Totally. This of course the, it is. The whole internal dialogue. Now, thankfully, I've been, mm. I've been in this game. I've been, you know, whether it be walking into a big exam mm. or it's going to be walking onto stage for my bodybuilding or it's walking onto stage to talk to 7,000 people, public mm. speaking, or it's to run ultras or boxing, whatever. Yeah. I've been in the, the place where the spotlight's on me and I can fail. Yeah, right. 100%. Good. So I know what that feeling's like. So I know who to tr the talk to trust and the talk to distrust. Mm. So on the way down there, I'm like, I'm just not going to listen to that that that, that lizard. That little right? ego that's trying yeah. to keep you small. Yes. The wimp in there. So I'm not going to listen to that. Now, are you, are you a little bit scared? Yes, because you're like, mm. this is going to suck. Yeah. Right? <laughs> it's going to hurt. And not just like... It's Did not, you hurt your face? But it's not about the body. Punch. Well, good news is when you get... Like, they know you're doing 40 rounds. So you're so not, not going to get a fresh guy out there and start belting you around and getting you the guy and dropping. It's not a full contact 40 rounds. It's right. a 40 rounds of sparring. Right. And the idea Tough. was not to test you in terms of getting whacked and getting knocked out and get back is to test you your your ability to keep going, right? Because you are so tapped out, mm. the lactic acid is so extreme; it's poison in your body. It's poison. You feel like every part of your body oh is God, just cooked, Lloyd. and all you want to do is quit. Yeah. And so I knew that was going to happen because I'd done enough rounds with Gavin to know that's going to suck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so I said, "Do I want to tell this story on a podcast one day or not? Mm. Do I want to tell my future Fuck son or daughter? Yeah. Or do I want to tell this story yeah. or do I want to tap out to this story?" Right. I want to tell a story. Yeah. So I'm going to go do it. Yeah. So I got there, 40 minutes. At the end of the round, I start throwing up in the round 39. Yeah, no. Just because I'm so cooked. Yeah, and he said, depleted. keep going, keep going, keep going. So I finish it. And I was so proud mm. 
it was an amazing experience. So I did a whole podcast episode on it. Cool. Now, what's interesting is that that's the type of guy that he is. Mm. So he brings out the best man, man in me. No. Because iron sharpens iron. So he sharpens mine, I sharpen his iron. Yeah, cool. And when you find friends like that, they're very rare. Yeah. So I talked to him yesterday and he's about to go away with his family and to live in Europe. He's, wow. that, he's that sort of a gnarly dude. Yeah. Anyway. Um, <laughs> How does that is. make him gnarly, him going to Europe, he, though? Well, with his family of seven. He's got seven kids. Seven kids? Mm. Seven kids. Mm-hmm. Wife's not included in the seven. She's eight. No, she, there's seven, seven children plus his wife, Michelle. So anyway. That's gnarly it, Yes, it is because yes. he's not letting excuses get him down to why he can't move to Europe. Right. Because what's the matrix? Yeah. Kids got to stay See, in school, da-da-da-da. Yeah. What if this, what that. if that? He doesn't live like that. He lives like he's going to die one day. Yeah, cool. And so I've learned Love so much that. from that paradigm. I've learned a lot from my dad living like that because my dad lives in present too. Yeah. Gavin lives in much like that. Mm. And so I try and take from those men the lessons that I can take from them. Yeah, Anyway, cool. he's been a... Gavin's been a huge spirit guide for me. My dad has been massively instrumental in my journey too, not to yeah, get cool. like. And are you guys really close? Yes, like yes, yeah, yes, yes. So I think if you Do want. Do you have any siblings? Yeah, I've got a brother and two sisters. My brother's a captain two. in the army. Okay. He's an officer. Cool. He's been to Afghanistan and Iraq and he's, wow. right? And, and my sister's a nurse yep. and my young sister drives trucks in the mines. She's nice. badass, right? Badass. And so um, he's the type of spirit guide that I needed. Yeah. And so when you say to me, have I had a spiritual awakening? All of those things I've done with him have been a spiritual journey because I even went back and found my faith, yeah. back and got rebaptized with my wife. I walk in in a spiritual world yeah. more so than ever because yeah, cool. I ask for help from yeah, God. the universe. I God, do, yeah. I, I do, because it's not. I've learned that it's just not my mm. effort. I thought it was, but I've been given gifts, unfair advantages. Yeah. But I'm more in tune with my tuition than I ever was because yeah, nice. I'm like, we, this happened the other day on yeah. on Sunday. Yes, tell everyone the story. So I went on Sunday, I went to, um, I mean, there's a couple of things that happened, but mm. I'm, I'm about to buy, on Friday I went to buy my wife a new little puppy because we lost our puppy, uh, our dog of 15 years, like a few months ago. And she's gutted because it's, it's like it's like oh, an accessory for baby. her. You don't get my wife without a dog. Yeah. It's like getting Barbie without the yeah. accessory. So I have like, a dog like this. Yeah. He's my, so, li- he's my life. Yeah. So he was such a big part of our family mm. that you go in the house, it's just like empty. So I'm like, I need to buy a little puppy. And so I'm like, anyway, so I did that on Friday. And on Monday, I knew I was going to go figure out, pick him up, yep. bring him back and surprise her. And if you go to my Instagram, you'll see the whole story of how I surprised her literally. Yes. Right. It's a very cool story. So cool. And on the way to this thing on Sunday for her mother's birthday in Mount Tambourine, we go up to the St. Bernard's Hotel there to have lunch. Mm-hmm. And Love we pull up, right? Now, you know, you would understand like um, numbers. What are they called? Spirit numbers. Spirit numbers. Right? Spirit, spirit numbers. numbers. Seven 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 yes. five 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 yes. four four four. Yes. I get it. Right. So for our whole journey through our network marketing build, yep. my education, like we're always reminded, like there's things like eleven eleven pops up everywhere Area. on the radio. This when I send messages, I send eleven eleven. Right. It's okay? a thing. It's a thing because it, all it did to us was tell us we're on the right path, and so we kept listening, to it, and it was fine. Everything would work out. So we get out at Saint Bernard's, yes. and she goes to me, "Look at that." I looked over at this car, and on the car it's had the number one. Yeah. And then the the word one, yeah. one, one. And I was like, oh, wow, that's amazing. She goes, no, no, look next to it. And there's a different car next to it. And it had the le- the, the word one and then the number one. So I went one, 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 one. one. And we're like, get out of here. I was like, what the fuck? Like the two cars parked next. Now, obviously, they're family. They, but it didn't Wild. matter. I was like. That is wild. That's the most gnarly one, 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 one I've ever seen. It's not on the radio. It's not a, It's there. 
What's so crazier cool. is when I was in Orlando two months ago delivering a keynote, my biggest keynote to date, 7,000 people. Well done, well done. At this big event right. in Orlando well in the done. USA, and I'm walking on stage, and I, before I walk on the stage, I'm doing practice, and you're on this big stage, yeah. huge, biggest yeah, stage I've ever yeah, been on, yeah. right? And my wife, so Alicia, cool. took a picture of me in the back on the monitor. Was it living in the... Three, 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 three. Fuck on the warm-up, okay? Yeah. Come out to the stage, did the talk, mm. and I forget what it was, but there was something that happened on the time that someone shared from it. And as I walked out to the stage, it was four, 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 four. So awesome. Yeah. It's connected. These, Everything's ha- these things connected. happen, yeah. So yeah. it's... that I, I get spiritual awakenings in different ways. Okay, great. You know what I mean? But yeah, I'm dr- yeah. I'm guided. Like there's yeah. no doubt about it because There's no doubt about it. Have you ever done any like past life readings or regressions or anything? I haven't. You, I haven't. Honestly, it's fascinating. I, I um I had this one past life regression where a lady she does it does a a therapy called QHHT, quantum yep. healing hypnosis technique. So basically okay. what she does is she puts you under like a hypnosis where you actually visualize it yourself. So I went back through a past life progression where I saw myself as an avatar being that had a dragon. And I could telepathically connect to this dragon, right? Now, my- I really need to do this. It's so fucking cool. And the visuals, she actually recorded it. The visuals are so, it was so intense. It was like a full movie in my head. And the audio of it, I remember showing it to my brother and he's like, I can't listen to it because I was crying in it because my dragon, um, my dragon got taken away from me and I was hysterically like howling, crying. And my brother was like, this is too intense for me to listen to it. Like, I love you. You're my sister. I can't listen to you cry like that. And it was so real. Like this past life progression reading that I had was the most real movie I had ever seen. And this is like one of my, one of the, first things that I did when I came into my spiritual development but that dragon that was in that past life with me I shit you not is the reincarnation of my dog so wow I always say that my dog is a dragon and honestly he's like this tiny little fucking fluffy thing yeah and he's just like this little fluffy dog anyway one of my other friends came over and he's got this spirit guide who's like this dragon dog and it's his spirit guide sits around his neck my dog has never ever in his life sat around someone's neck. Anyway, my friend comes and sits down. My dog, shit you not, comes, jumps, and just sits around this one of my friend's yeah. shoulders. And I was just like, this is fucking wild. Wow. Like the little connections that are everywhere are so cool. It's like those little ones, isn't it? Because people- It's the little it, synchronicity pieces. You yeah. have to be open. Yeah. And, and I think being on a personal development journey brings you to, mm. opens you up from, because it's like clearing away from the matrix, it's breaking away from the matrix. It's allowing ourselves to heal, transform, transmute. Yeah. And then it's like, okay, who are we at the essence yeah, you start of to allow Who things, are we right? at the core of it, right? Yeah. yeah. And so, Lloyd, I want to ask you, what has been one of the most challenging things that you have done in your whole life? Like, what is one of the biggest pieces that you're like, fuck, this really shaped who I am as a human, as a mentor, oh. as a leader? I think... Throwing myself off the Nevis bungee was really hard because the Nevis bungee is the biggest in the Southern Hemisphere, in just New Zealand, in, in right. Queenstown. And and why did you decide to do this? Well, you're just like fuck it. Here's a well, bit of fun. Well, kind of like well, I'm a, I'm not like 
I'm not like terrified of heights, but I don't like heights. Okay. Right? Me either, actually. Like, me either. Jumping out of a plane, I got, when I was, I've done that a couple of times. I bought yeah. that for Lisbon. I'll jump out of a plane. Mm. Fine, right? I did that once and I was like, this isn't it, for me. My it, ears hurt so yeah, much. It's, it's like, like, it's okay. Like, oh, I did it a second time because I bought it for Alicia. So I was like, I'll go up again. Okay. But it wasn't like I was like, oh, I mean, right, it I'll was gnarly because it's like, ah, flying through the air. Yeah. But it was like, um, for me personally, to throw myself off a small ledge yeah. on the Nevis, which is this flipping vestibule hanging in the valley. Yes. It's, it's like an eight second free fall bungee. It's stupidly yeah, right. big. Go YouTube it. Yeah. Nevis bungee. And I, 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 I've done lots of challenging things. So yeah, I right. can't really nail one down. Okay. I've done, if I rattled them off, there's probably 12 gnarly things that I've done that challenge me, right. truthfully. Like okay. that most people won't do. Mm. And so the Nevis bungee was interesting because what happened to me was it was quite a mental, acute mental battle mm. because... Other battles I've done are like a war of attrition type battles. Right. Um, except for maybe the fight. Yeah, there have been mainly, mm. even businesses like that. So this one was interesting because it was like in a moment. It's like, mm. dude, it's just like a moment. Like, and had you planned to go there for long? Were you like, oh, we were, we're going doing, to New Zealand. We're going to do a bungee We were jump. doing a road show for our business down New Zealand. So we drove right. from the top of New Zealand down to the bottom. Cool. With some friends. What was your and favorite place? I think Queenstown. Yeah, it's beautiful, it's isn't it? Amazing. It's and, and Riverton and stuff down the bottom there, beautiful, right? Gorgeous. Dunedin is nice. Mm. All the southern parts there, I love. But mm -hmm. but uh, Queenstown's flipping next level. Yeah. You go to Queenstown, it's like you're in Europe. Yeah. So we go into Queenstown, and, and Alicia had booked the Nevis Bungee for us mm. to do prior. Now, I did this dumb thing. I try and logically work out how I'm going to do this because I know it's going to scare the crap out of me because right. I don't do heights. And how I work things out, I try and find out, I try and figure it out logically. Mm. Mm. And uh, that's that's a dumb thing to do with the Nevis because you start <laughs> looking at YouTube clips of people oh, falling off and like crumbling off. God. And your ego gets battered because you're like, will I be able to jump or will I fail and sit up there and puss out and leave? Like, how oh, do you get off, oh, right? Oh. You, it's a hard so thing. So wait, are you, can you like paint me a picture, right? Do you like walk down a plank and then jump off or are you, are you like on? I'll paint you a picture. I need a pull picture. Well, let, so what well, let me explain what happened. Go on. And so Whole Alicia story. books it. It's a week out. So for a week, I'm watching these videos right. and my toes are getting clammy yeah, at yeah. night. I, I'm not sleeping. Yeah. And the last night in Queenstown, we'd won this trip with our company. So they'd paid for the trip. We're there. And I, I have to do it now. Like mm. I've, I, it was whispering my name. Right. You big pussy. You fucking pussy. Yeah. You're not going to do it. You're scared. Right. right? And, like, yeah. and so I'm wrestling with it. So we go, it's the day. Right. And the night before I wake up in like cold sweats and say to my wife, listen, I'm out. I'm out. Fuck I've this. Got, I can't sleep. I'm out. You go bungee, I'll come and hold the coats like a pussy and Woo! I'm out, right? Yep. And so, and I went to sleep. Oh, I tapped out mentally. I yeah. literally left. Yeah. It was done. Yeah. And I was at peace. Yeah. Anyway, nice. so, and I know quit things, remember, as part of my identity, I'm not a, I, I, I step up to the plate. Oh. So that's why I had this problem. Right. Because for all my life, I'd been stepping up to the plate and all of a sudden mm. I've been beaten up. Mm. So, wake up the next morning, I was at peace. And my wife goes, so you're not doing it? I'm, like, I'm not doing it. And her sister goes, okay, come with us anyway. I'm like, okay, I'll drop you down there. Yeah, no worries. So we were on, a friend of mine was driving us and I'm sitting on the back seat of this van going, you big fucking pussy. pussy. You're getting your, you're letting your wife and her sister go up to this. And, and you're were they seat, super, super cool with it? They were like, yeah, they babe, were we're going. They were fairly scared, but you couldn't, they were okay, right? Because yeah, they had to right. watch all these dumb videos like I did. Right. So they didn't really know what to expect. Pretty clever. Right. And so they didn't try and coach me. They know what I'm like. So they're like, oh, let's just get it. Let's just, whatever. Let's see what he's like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then I'm sitting in the car on this mental battle going, you big pussy, <laughs> setting your wife up there and you're holding the coats. Come on, mate. Like, so moral of the story, guys, do not watch any YouTube videos if you're going to go bungee, bungee. jumping. Never. It's just, it's just Never. Not, not a thing. Okay. But if you're in New Zealand, do this one because yeah, it's a huge breakthrough. it's very good. So we go there, get to the bungee, and here's what happened. Walk in. Yep. 
And I said, look, I'm happy to bungee, but this is like the world's biggest in the Southern Hemisphere. Can we yeah. start off like the bridge bungee yeah. or the ledge bungee? There's yeah. three bungees in New Zealand. Right. So the ledge is where you just jump off a ledge. This is a slinky. Yeah. Hey. Right? I was like, do that. Like, let's do that. Let's do that. And anyways, and he said, listen, man, why don't you want to do the Nevis? I said, because it's, he goes, what do you want to do? I said, the ledge. He goes, no, no, no. Statistically, more people back out of the ledge than the Nevis. He just flipped me. I was like, I'm on. I'm in. It's right. like logically sorted my shit out statistically because I'm a statistic. So the other one's shorter and the other one's longer. He just said, you got wow. He said more people back out of the ledge than the Nevis. Whoa. So he statistically just shifted me. So I'm like, okay, I'm in. And I just, in an instant. Now, wow. whether that's true or not, I don't know because he's maybe he's trained. Maybe he's trained to say Because he knows that. he wants to give me a He knows the value I'll get is up there in facing my fears. Wow. So he's there to help me. Oh, so he's like the spirit guide. Yes. We love the, the guy behind guy. the desk because it's shifted me. Oh, right? we love you. Thank so you. So we get on this bus mm -hmm. and you go up this long hill because it's at the top of this hill. Of and they're playing in the bus. I'm on a highway to hell. Over and over. I look to my left. I look to my left. I look to my left. And there's this Asian girl. And she's flipping, no joke, asleep. She's asleep on the bus. What? I would help. Look at And she's asleep. I'm like, how could you sleep at a time like this? Anyway. <laughs> We're on a highway to hell, oh, guys. Yeah. How can we, we sleep? We got there. We get there. We get the harnesses on. You know when you get the harness on and your heart starts beating. Anyway, they take you to the edge and they put you in this basket. And the basket goes across. How big is the basket? It's quite big because it fits okay. about five or six of us in there. Oh, okay. And you're in your harness and you're in this basket and you clip on. And they move you on this, on this line to the middle of this valley where you're hanging on this vestibule where you're going to. It's hanging in the middle of this big ravine. Wow. And so they wow. take on this basket. That must have been nice, though. Oh, you were probably too stressed to take You're in, in the, the basket. It's definitely quiet. It's now serious. You can't come back. Okay. And you're watching people jump off. Oh, my God. Ah. This sounds like fucking torture. Ah. Fuck that. And I'm like, and he said, all right, we have to go by weight. Who's the heaviest? Fuck. Ah. Oh I'm going to go first. <laughs> Of course. My heart is pounding. My hands are sweaty just listening to the story. So Holy I get shit. there and you get off to the vestibule and the floor is perspex clear. <laughs> you can see through the floor. And, and you get in and you go to, and so you're lining up at the back and you're watching people go off. No! And then they call your name and the first stage of it is to go and sit in this called, what's called the dentist chair. So you sit in the dentist chair. Why do they call it the because dentist chair? Because it looks like a dentist chair. It's like it goes back like a dentist oh. chair. And they hook your feet up, they ah! and they put your harness on, and you're you're in. You can't back. And the dentist chair hangs over the ledge. Oh my! Because so you're just like yeah, you're like, like, okay, like going, and my wife flinging. and her sister are sitting there. I'm like, it's I'm time on the for me. Hell. It's time for me. Go with God. It's time. So I, so you shuffle forward, and we all made a pact. When they say bungee, we're jumping, right? So I get to this little ledge, Fuck and you got to walk to this square plate of steel, and it's just sitting there. And below you is so big, and you've got to jump off this flipping thing, right? Right. And they go, all right, now you ready? I'm like, all right, well, I'm ready for what? Like, they go, all I'm right. I'm born ready, mate. They go, Let's go. They go this, they go, okay, look up at the camera and say hello. Okay, look straight ahead, and three, two, one, bungee. And they you're just throw off, you. and, and you're, you're off. And I just threw myself off. <laughs> just committed. Like, yeah, just nice. committed, right? Fucking and I bungee hell. off, and I'll finish, and they pull you back up. Right. You don't fall off the bottom. Wait, do you, you just fling and then do you hang Mate, a couple you, of times? You, you, like you I need fall, you eight second free fall. Right. You have time to scream twice. As wow. in, you scream your lungs out yeah. and scream, scream again. again. Okay. And you get to the bottom and it slings you up. Whoa, you know what's going on? And then once and then you're up a little bit and then you're done. Okay. And then it drops you, but then they slowly bring you back up. That's and you've got to flick your harness and 
pivot back up and sit in it like a swing. And it takes you all the way back up. Wow. And then to swing you in. And then my wife did hers. Oh, my God. So and I said, what was it like? What, would you, what did you feel after you bungeed? I was just like, like it was a breakthrough moment. Yeah. Right? Because I had overcome fear, fear. courage. Like, all of it. Every, every yeah, layer. In, 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 in wow. a morning. So I'm like on a high. Now, I think of that because mentally... I had never like quit that and gone back. Yeah, but I on. think about things like my CFA charter exam for six hours, a whole year to study yeah. and failing it twice. Are you well kidding done. me? Like, and step back up. Well like done. that was hard. Yeah. Fighting was hard. Yeah. Bodybuilding was hard. Yeah. Building two businesses to seven figures was hard. Yeah. Right? Yes. It's hard shit. Like, yeah, fucking earth. lots of stuff I've done's hard. Yeah. But I think it's like, do you want to tell the story about this or not? Yeah. So what's cool nice. about this podcast with you, Yeah. when you ask those questions, I have story after story, story after, after story, story of yeah. shit that I've done that's hard that I'm super proud of. Yeah, and I think for you. people who are listening to this, if you want to build self-confidence, where you find it is not in like... Um, Your comfort zone. You find it on the hills of the... Like finishing that 100-kilometer ultramarathon, mm. there was 120 people started, 350 tickets sold. Wow. Think about that. So most people don't make it to the start line yeah. of life, yeah. let alone get in the race. Yeah. Then 50% of people didn't finish that. Yeah. And so like, I think of those things and they're the things that will build self-confidence, self-belief. Yeah. And that's where you can walk in. That's why I, when I walk into a place like this with you and you say the cameras are on and what do you want to edit out? I'm like, fucking who cares? Dude, let's I've, just go. I, I feel We're like I've stared in. death in the eye. Like, let's go. I don't care. Yeah, yeah. So I think what happens in this, these moments and also doing personal development with Preston Alexi. Yeah. Nice. I, I did this with Preston Smiles like years ago. And they actually challenged me on the emotional side of things. And I remember being in a room of 80 people bawling my eyes out. Yeah. And that was also very challenging for me. Because it's vulnerable, right? It's totally. The, the masculine, yes. quite masculine is to be vulnerable. Correct. So when I did that keynote in Orlando, yep. that was very challenging because I was only told five days before the event that I'm going to deliver it because someone pulled out. Mm. So to build a speech. So that's, that's great because you probably didn't have time. Totally. Do you feel if you have more time, you've got more time to worry or fear? Yes, like yeah. the bungee, right? Bungee, fuck yeah. So I go up there and I had to cry in this talk. And I and and, and you had to or you you got to. I you, I didn't have to, but I chose, you chose to. Chose to, yeah, yeah. Do it, and it was like this moment, this pinnacle moment of speaking, wow. and because I'd done that work prior. Yeah. I could tap into that. Wow. Oh right? my God. So what you're telling me is if I want to speak on stage in front of 7,000 people, I should go and do the bungee jump in New Zealand. All right. Noted. Do all those things. But Noted. I think it all makes a difference, right? Well, I mean, it's do all, those it's all, all pieces are like leveraging one on top of the other yeah. so that it builds you yeah. to, to that big ultimate courage codes. Yeah. Holy fuck. I, um, I teach a lot about courage codes yep. that, you know, for you as an entrepreneur to get to the next level, like you need to push yourself into a point of, I call it the shit my pants zone. Where can you go and find shit your pants zone yeah. even more and go through it? Go through, go through, go through, go through. Yeah. And so, yeah. yeah Steve Farber calls that, uh, he taught me that he called the, the oh shit moments. Oh shit moments, nice. Yeah. I like to say shit my pants. Then I'm yeah, like, totally do you need a diet? But you look at all the know? things I've spoken about, that's all shit my pants moments. Fucking oath, man. Like, like, Live your life by shit your pants moments. Mm -hmm. Very proud of you. Well, well, someone said to me once, I love this quote. They say, life begins on the wire. Mm. Everything else is just waiting around. Yes. Right? So that's... life begins on the tightrope. So like mm. that's when you're shitting your pants. Yeah, yeah. That's where you're living the most. Yeah, absolutely. And everything else is waiting around for those moments. Yeah. And if nice. you're lucky, you can get one good one a year. Yeah. You know, one a couple good ones a year Yeah, will help on. you. 
I love this. You know? And I just wanted to go back to, so you were about to tell me as well with Alicia, when you finished the bungee, then you had to watch your wife bungee. Yes. What was that like witnessing her bungee? Well, I knew that she was going to get a big breakthrough from it. So I was yeah. really excited, excited for, for her. The, yeah, nice. And when I came up, I said, you're going to love this. So I could fill her with some Aww, self, self-belief. That's, that's nice. You're beautiful. So she jumps off. But the funny thing happened to her, you'll laugh at this, mm. because she didn't watch all the YouTube clips. She didn't realize how hard you had to pull the thing at the bottom to flick yourself up. And thankfully, that's one thing I did get out of the YouTube clips. So because she didn't watch them, she didn't see and she couldn't flip it. So she got pulled up upside down and it shot her eyeball out and gave her a red eyeball, the blood. Oh my, oh my. Oh my God. She's spinning, coming up from the moment like this. And she's spinning, going, get me off of this thing. Did they not tell you, did they not tell you to fucking You have to watch the clips to see how hard they pull it. Wow. And if you're not strong enough, does that not do it? Jesus. It was actually like, when I was coming down. Poor thing. Is, poor thing. But she's okay. tough. Like, she's great. She she did the ultra with me. Right. Good she on did her, the bungee babe. with me. Good on she's her. She's tough, man. She's been on stage. I've seen her. She has she's, courage. You've seen her fully evolve courage. as well. She's got courage. Woman. Yep. She's this. impressive. I, uh, when I bungee jumped. Oh, when I, sorry. When I, what's it called? Out of the plane? Skydive? Yes. When I skydived, my ears hurt so fucking much. I couldn't think about anything else. My ears were Did your in goggles so... come off or anything? Nah, nah. My, my ears were in so much pain. Like, get me out of this. I was like, fuck, I need to leave. Yeah. But I used to, when I used to travel, actually, like, going up and down in a plane, my ears used to, like, ache, like, fully ache. And then I realized that, actually, it was like, I reckon it was just my unconscious mind processing like that I was that was my fear like my body was like Ugh. yeah 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 just like get me out yeah, yeah yeah definitely mm. oh it, it, it permeates in mm. different ways right mm. it does so Lloyd tell me what is one piece of advice that you would give to an entrepreneur at the start of their journey to wrap it up to bring it home all right here's what I'll give go this on is the advice I'll give great the entrepreneurial journey seems sexy and yeah. it is because it's cool because you're free flowing and you've got autonomy. There's, yeah. Everything is wonderful about it, yeah. but it's like the ultra. Some people don't get to the start line. Some people don't finish, mm. right? Nice. And so be prepared for it to be like that. Yeah. But here's my advice. Do not go into it expecting things to work out. Mm. Go into it expecting everything to break mm-hmm. and you begin the entrepreneurship journey as a fixer. Yeah, nice. Like you have to approach it that everything's gonna not work out pretty much. Mm. And you have to, you'll find it broken. Yeah. You'll find the entrepreneurship journey when you start it, everything's broken. Mm. It's all in pieces. Yeah. And you have to go about problem solving each piece together mm. and you'll have setbacks. But as you build it, right, mm. you'll, you'll continue to fix problems. Nice. And so the whole idea of scaling your journey up is that you will always be a problem solver yeah. all to the very top. Yeah. But that's great because it makes it an infinite game. Mm. And what's great about that is that it's better than being in a job where you don't have to, you can't fix problems to the top to an extent. You are dictated by many things outside your control in that realm Mm. and it doesn't bring out the best in you. So entrepreneurship is a personal development journey Mm. with a compensation plan attached. Oof, I love that. I love that. Thank you so much, Lloyd. I really so appreciate you being here. So Lloyd, if people want to get to know you, learn more about you, how can they find you? Uh, they can find me on Instagram at Lloyd James Ross, double L on the first name at Lloyd James Ross. Hit me on Instagram. Follow me. Cool. Talk to me. Do all the things. Yeah. Do all the things, you know, and, and if you want to learn about like, I know this is 
We've spoken about lots of stuff here. We did. But typically, I usually get on podcasts to talk about money and investing and stuff. If you want to learn that stuff, go to my free podcast, yep. Money Grows on Trees. Yep. You'll love it. You Dive into it. it. Yep. I think you can leave um, comments now on Spotify. Did you know that? <gasps> I didn't know that. That is yeah. very cool. I think you can leave comments on Spotify on episodes now. So if you do follow it and wow. you want to leave a comment, that'd go be cool. Go for it. Yeah. Yes. Engage. 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 Thank you so much for coming Thank on. Thank you for having me on. I'm so thrilled. Thank Yay. you. I'm very, very honored to be here. Thank so. you. I so appreciate it. And you also, bet. guys, all the descriptions and the links will be down below. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. I so deeply appreciate all of you and we will speak to you soon. I have channeled through two incredibly powerful and potent group coaching programs. One is for the entrepreneurs who want to get to consistent 10K months, learn everything that I have in the systems and the back end of my business, how I've helped other entrepreneurs scale to 10 and 20 and 30K months how I've been able to cultivate so much certainty in my business by my spiritual tools, my spiritual gifts, and also the strategies and the structure to actually making your goals a real reality. So that is Business Container One, taking you quantum, baby. It's called reclamation, reclamation of the soul's purpose. The second business container is called Cash Codes and Clients. This is for all the entrepreneurs who are already at, you know, that 20, 30, 40K months, and they are wanting to scale beyond multi six figures and seven figures. This is strategy, structure, spiritual fucking woo-woo codes, fifth dimension. There is three live events and nine months of full support of me channeling in your business. If you would like to learn more, the links are down below. Both options have payment plans, finance available, and also pays and fools, of course. Babes, if you want to work with me, if you feel the call to work with me and learn more about my magic, please DM me now at Natalie Patterson Coaching or the Ascension Codes underscore.